Hey there, welcome to Just a Voice. I am January, just a writer, a voice, sharing thoughts on various topics each week related to the mess and chaos of this life, all while keeping the faith. It's been a couple weeks, it has, but it doesn't mean that mental health has taken a break. In fact, as days get shorter, the nights get longer, and some of the air around the world gets colder, mental health needs may even go into overdrive. Add to this the chaos, the loss, the loneliness, and the reminders of grief during the holidays, and it's no wonder that those with anxiety or depression may feel even more triggered at this time. It's why I'll be focusing on depression for the next several weeks. So according to the World Health Organization in 2020, more than 264 million people in the world suffer from depression, making it the leading cause of disability. And since then, instances of clinical depression have become even worse. In the US alone, at the height of COVID, the rate of depression tripled from roughly 8% to almost 28% of people. And, and then, in 2021, now, recently, the rate is almost 33%. That's one in three Americans who are suffering with depression. And that's only the number that's seeking help, the number that's being reported. So why are some people not seeking help for the symptoms? Why is that? Well, stigma first, simple. The stigma of seeking help for depression and other illnesses. There's even more of a signa for the church community, where there's a common belief that Christians shouldn't be depressed, that the joy of living a life saved and honoring God and praising him for his goodness should be enough. And many often believe that Christians who are displaying symptoms of depression can just think positive and be happy. But the long-term triggers and the risk factors that are often at the core of the illness are far more to deal with than just these get happy methods. Things like gratitude and thought shifting are great and they're helpful, but first is acknowledging the root trigger for one's depression, and there are many. But first, what are the symptoms? Most believe that a person who is depressed will display long periods of crying and long periods of extreme sadness, and some will. However, that's not, not always the case. So in the last three months, I've assessed a number of people who have come in with depressive symptoms, and they've always or they've all explained this to me, that they feel this feeling of being weighed down. And so what does that feel like? Well, it feels like not being able to even move or get out of bed. Maybe not being able to get up and go to work or do the activities you usually enjoy. You often have to push yourself to do anything at all. And it's not laziness. It's, it's not a lack of motivation or a lack of drive because many of these people are hardworking people. But when the period of depression sets in, it's like a dark cloud of malaise and fatigue, and it's really hard to get out of. Conversations may be, even become difficult. Um, it may be even difficult to concentrate, to begin something, or once started, to finish something. And so people with depression, they may even smile, but then they immediately go back to this blank, faraway expression. They may flake on you, they may cancel plans, they may just prefer to be alone, and yes, they cry a lot. But they also may eat a lot, sleep a lot, watch TV a lot, or do none of these things at all. Now, because many of these symptoms are also symptoms of many medical conditions, it can also be easily overlooked, denied, and even misdiagnosed. Now, the misconception of laziness, especially when it comes to the debilitating fatigue, 
common among those who suffer, is also one of the leading stigmas associated with what is believed to be the cause of depression. Now, depression is not caused by the lack of the ability to just be happy. There is no need to just get over it. People who can't push themselves to just get out of bed are not lazy. It's a mental illness with a number of factors and triggers that must be sorted through and dealt with to cope with all the symptoms. Now, some of these causes include having a family history of depression, hormonal changes, the inability to cope with the change, disability or a chronic medical condition, or the chronic medical condition or disability of a loved one, trauma, divorce, or a change in family dynamics, grief or loss, and side effects from medication or even drugs and alcohol, and sometimes even just the makeup of someone's brain. There's like a lack of the normal amount of feel-good chemicals that others have. So sometimes it's maybe even seasonal. Think of the depression that seems to occur on the holidays or in the winter when you are likely cooped up at home more and spending less time with friends. This can cause depression too. Now, a person can also go the majority of their life minding their own business, seemingly unaffected by any of these factors, and then boom, some major life change shifts their perspective or triggers a past event they thought they had forgotten, and the symptoms of depression may begin to become more prominent. It's one of the reasons COVID has increased the prevalence of this mental health concern. The pandemic triggered a number of these common causes, many that were unknown to clients prior to its start, such as a fear of change, uncertainty, and lingering trauma and abandonment from grief that spiked during the long-term isolation. And what does any of this have to do with the Bible? Well, some of the Bible heroes that we've read of in the past, and we may even talk about frequently, there's, we tell their story still today, well, they actually went through periods of despair. Well, don't believe me? So then let's examine some of them. So there was David. Now his despair was displayed in, a, displayed in 150 of his Psalms. He was vocal about his depression, about his deep sadness. Um, and while he expressed joy, his Psalms are a testament that we can kind of go between this joy and sadness on any given day. That we can look for joy and still be dealing with our despair as well. He is evidence that moving out of a depressive state takes time and even some steps backward. Then we have Job, and most of you know that Job lost everything. He lost his land, he lost his family, his fortune. Then he was struck with a terrible illness, and he remained faithful to God despite some often unwise counsel from his friends. But he was often tormented by grief and the despair of the things he had suffered. And he says this in Job chapter 30, verses 16 through 17. My life seeps away. Depression haunts my days. At night, my bones are filled with pain, which gnaws at me relentlessly. And we also have Jeremiah. He was lonely. He was rejected. He was saddened by the way he was constantly treated by people. He often lamented over his purpose. He even contemplated why he was ever born and he questioned his place in God's great plan. He lived in inner turmoil, always wondering if he was worthy, despite all the things that God was doing around him. And so he says in Jeremiah 20, 18, why was I ever born? 
My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow, and shame. So it's evidence that he suffered from these feelings for a very long time. So grief, rejection, illness, they're all triggers for depression. Anger, self-defeat, self-loathing, they're all responses to those triggers. If the biblical greats can wrestle with them, then certainly we are not immune, and we will, or we may have already wrestled. We do have answers. Now, it's not a get-happy-overnight answer, because as David demonstrated, it takes time. It takes a few tries. There are some days that anger and sadness still prevail, but the climbing out of the pit of despair is possible. What each of these men had was what we also need to battle depression, worship, a sense of purpose and joy, and wise counsel. We can find these in God, his people, and yes, trained professionals who can be wise counsel. So today's background is just the start of this multi-part series on tackling the blues, especially since the holiday season tends to bring the lower moods and the instances of depression up a notch. Next week, we'll look at the practice of gratitude. While it's often the focus of Thanksgiving, it's a powerful tool, really, when fighting dark periods and moods. There's evidence that daily praise and gratitude can, in fact, reduce the symptoms of depression. And David's worshipful psalms are examples of the power of praise can have to light the dark places. So tune in next time for more on gratitude and praise as it relates to depression on Just a Voice.